Hello, and broadcasting from the beautiful central coast of California, it's the Dr. Death Danger Radio Show! And welcome back to the Doctor That Danger Radio Show with your host James and Edward. I'm Edward. We're here back today for a heavy set show, just like the format last time. We're here to talk about episode seven of season four of Attack on Titan and season episode three, season one. Well, the only season, only of Daisy season. of Love, and also the freaking Slipknot review of freaking You'll we- Never Be One of Us or We're Not Your Kind. <laughs> Seriously, once you start cracking that joke, I just Kept being confused. <laughs> it's like, what? Yeah. All right, my dude. It's been a harsh day as freaking you and me caught up. Yeah. And like, to the listeners, we've dealt with sadness. You had to dealt with grinding fucking doing everything today. Oh, I was grinding like I was built gearing up for a fucking Final Fantasy super boss. You had a freaking... Obviously, it's like I got notes throughout like the week and shit, and you, you're just like I just. It's my own fault because I took a shift today, but it was because it was a short one. So I'm like, okay, I can do this. I I I did stuff last night as well, getting towards the projects for today, you know. And then, uh, but I was like, okay, we're gonna meet at like four thirty. It's gonna be we're both off. It's gonna be chill. Okay, and then he's like, oh, yeah, by the way, we're meeting at, like, 3 LMAO. I was like, hey, can you, it's like, hey, would you be cool showing up at 3? And he, and he was like, and I was like, uh, sure, basically. So, after getting, after getting off work and getting Subway for me and my pops, I grinded the fuck everything out. I listened to the Slipknot album the day before, but I had to finish up Daisy of Love and then, um, and then, uh, Assault on Giant. Which I did, do, which I did do, and bro, this episode was. Fu- I, don't, I don't know if we're gonna start with it, but this episode was fucking rad. Well, let's fucking start with this episode. Let's talk about what happened last episode, and not me trying to do exposition to the whole world and the lore of Attack on Titan. Basically, Aaron, basically Aaron started fighting the Marleys as he ate Lord Tybar, but the Warhammer Titan appeared, and which was like Lord Tybar's sister. They were battling. He learned the gimmick of like what the fuck the Warhammer Titan is. But the scout troopers arrive, and it's a total fucking war zone. Yes. And then the episode, and then right as the episode's end, as the Jaw Titan appears to fight Aaron, and he realizes how badass the scouts were. This is where the episode begins, as the freaking scout is basically the Jaw fighting the scouts, and then I'm trying to remember <clears throat> from here if it was like freaking the uh, artillery titan like appear and start shooting. Okay, off so I don't have tell the, me I don't have the best notes for this because I was I'll be honest with you I I started watching this kind of this. blended in the beginning. So well, I'm going it kind of blended in the beginning, but also like I started watching this and then I had to start going, and so I kind of had to like finish it up in the car. So. Uh, <laughs> So I I have um one two three four five six eight, eight nine, nine ten, I have nine, nine lines of notes yeah as long as it helps me and, remember and it's bits and pieces throughout the episode okay so the first thing I wrote is Aaron fights a guy 
Aaron fights the dude. Presume is like the like draw titan. I think there's yes. a promo- no. I don't remember this the moment he tries to go up and try to like friggin' b- like he's trying to like he tries to like see if he could like do something with the friggin' warhammer titan or at least the glass case where the chicks in and stuff to yes. like crack it open. But with her last little bit of will, she was able to friggin' summon out like a bunch of spikes to try to attack Aaron. But Aaron mm-hmm. was able to block the one spike that would be a. Deadly fetal blow. Then I wrote, Big Mofo wants Levy. Oh, yeah. So uh, this is the point where, like, all the Marleys so have the finally, like, just straight in. up talk now. At least his. His yeah. has been able to talk. Then I wrote, Armin detonates a nuke. Oh, yeah. So freaking, dude, we're, like, jumping hella fast. <laughs> Whatever. I just presume this is the point where, like, the Marleys were able to regroup. And it's like, yeah. oh, snap. And, like, freaking all, like, the scouts have, like, been, like, freaking, like, battle off and now they kind of have to like they themselves had to kind of retreat and regroup and stuff and it seems like it seems like freaking it might be dire for the like scout troopers and stuff mm-hmm. but fucking Armin yeah Armin with a fucking with a trap with a freaking Yu-Gi-Oh trap card decides to hang out in the harbor where all the navy ships are and then he activates the, his fucking Colossus Titan form which and in turns when he like freaking turns into Titan somehow ends up being a nuclear level style yeah. explosion <laughs> minus all the radiation I don't know how blows out all the fucking navy and dries up the bay yeah I don't know how and why that happens but all I know is it looks really fucking cool yeah. So next, so next bit I wrote is Levy Rex House. Yeah. No. So rise that explosion happened. Freaking basically after he hits the trap card, Seto Kaiba. <laughs> freaking Marley straight. Levy just straight up attacks the freaking. Yeah, he attacks the Beast Titan right then and there because like they're all in shock. It's like oh snap, our Navy, and now the Scouts are back attacking. So it's full on freaking warfare. And next thing I wrote is, um, like, seriously, Levy comes, like, out of the shadows, and he looks like a fucking badass. It's great. Next is, um, oh, next I wrote, scout dudes get murked like it's season one. Yeah, I know, because freaking, like, yeah, no, freaking, they're getting shot at and stuff, and freaking. And these guys are getting fucking decimated. Like, like they're getting blown up and stuff. Like, they are just, they are not having a good time. They're definitely not having The next a thing good I wrote time. is, Aaron is having a sick boss fight. And then underneath it, I said, we see the Jaws power. Because wasn't there a part where, like, the yeah, Jaws no, Titan... Yeah, because there's a thing. It's like, yeah, Aaron's fighting off with the Jaw Titan and stuff because, like, freaking... And stuff. But, like, whoa. To rewind a little bit, Aaron's trying to figure out how to crack open this... In- the freaking, like, crystal case that's holding the Warhammer Titan freaking, like, chick and stuff. He's trying to crack it open, but he has no means to being able to. But when the miss of fighting with the freaking Jaw Titan, when the Jaw Titan scratches at the case and is able to pierce through, he realizes the gimmick of the Jaw Titan, that it has the ability to crack through this hardened case and stuff. So, so that, that creates this crazy, gnarly moment where Aaron gets this Titan down. He rips off its limbs one by one. And then he uses the dude's mouth as a fucking nutcracker. Yeah, to crack open the case. To crack open the case. And then he eats the Warhammer. Yep. He like, or at least <laughs> drinks her blood. And yeah. gaining the power of the Warhammer. It's this crazy shit. And it's played like this big dramatic moment. It's played like a villain just killed a good guy. Yeah. It's a big dramatic moment. And at this point, yeah. I think the airship where freaking ha- Hange and like the re- rest of the freaking scout troopers are coming in and stuff so yeah. they can make their quick escape and grab Aaron. And Aaron's trying to freaking eat the freaking. Yeah, he's trying to eat the jaw. T- he's trying to eat the freaking jaw titan. And like, we got Gabby. 
who free and it's just like in sadness because all her freaking peeps are just getting wrecked and stuff and yeah. like she just wants reiner the freaking armor titan because he kind of like helped save the kids from earlier from like when aaron transformed and free yeah. like he saved the freaking was it like falco yes it was falco yeah so freaking yeah when um as yeah aaron is about to eat freaking he was about to eat freaking porco the freaking jaw titan and galby and falco's frantic cries as they kind of help like freaking call out freaking mm-hmm. reiner is like he wants to die in peace he's yes. not in a stoked mood so he does then transforms so is he about and so now it's like oh snap armor titan's here Time for Aaron Armor Titan to go round four or five or whatever the and fuck. And that's what I wrote here. I wrote Aaron versus Reiner. All right. What'd you think of the episode? Dude, this kind of continued. Dude, I know, from- I know my notes suck, but dude, this episode was this episode was fucking rad. It reminded me of why I love this goddamn show so much in the first place. I love Attack on Titan, man. It was I, a pretty freaking brute. Yeah, I no, genuinely is- believe people that give it shit just hate it because it's popular. I, I love this show. I love this manga. Yeah, no. So it was pretty fucking brutal for the most part. And freaking. It was real. Yeah, no, there's the part where freaking Sasha was able to freaking shoot out one of the gunners on the artillery titan. Mm-hmm. And then when the dudes, them, or sounds like, w- <clears throat> realize one of their own buddies have been murdered and stuff, the freaking scouts appear and just blast the artillery titan. Yeah, no, with the artillery titan's back, killing off the gunners and stuff. And like, literally, they're about to freaking murk like their artillery titan too and stuff. But mm-hmm. I think freaking Falco. Like also appears to block off Peck, who's like the freaking the artillery titan and stuff too, yeah. and they carry her freaking bloody like it's, regenerating corpse off somewhere. It's kind of funny because when I was um, <laughs> I read the comments for this, and what I'm getting at is um, I wasn't able to find it anywhere else, so I had to watch it on YouTube. But it's not available on YouTube. I had to watch some fool's uh, reaction video to it, where it's like kind of cut up and stuff. Yeah, how, the, shout the- out to YouTube channel Kimchi and Tofu. That's their name. Kimchi and Tofu. It's these four Asian cats that um that react to uh Yeah, I saw there's just like a group of like seven people on a couch reacting to an episode. Oh, that's the normies. Yeah, we're just like, oh fuck. Oh, oh, oh. No, I, 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 I know refuse that one. to watch that. There's there's a there's a couple reaction channels that I'm not subscribed to, but I there's only like one I'm subscribed to. But there's a couple that I follow and I know them. I mean as the name sounds, they're all pretty normies, so you know I stay away from them when it comes to like video games oh, and like no, comic they need book some trailers. Gi- oh, they need a gimmick name to pique your interest. No, oh. they don't need a name. A Here's a gimmick. John. I'm no, no, I'm saying a they're Brad, a Chad. No, I'm saying they're, they're all watching anime. What a bunch of fucking normies. No, the normies You'll are fuck the that. The normies are mostly like folk of color. Yeah, but. I know. That's why I saw. I was like, these like, I see a group of just like freaking like seven black dudes just like reacting to shit. And I'm just like, I'm gra- I'm, I'm like, I'm but glad this, this is. Uh... I'm glad this is compelling video content for YouTube. Oh yeah, no, there's a huge market for it. I mean, people literally. I mean, sometimes would, sometimes the DMCA would... is a little tricky, but people react to entire shows. Like I haven't watched them myself, but I've seen people react to like the entirety of Arrow, the entirety of Dragon Ball Abridged, the entirety of like fucking to like f- we're talking like Fairy Tale and Naruto. Either they, sh- they either they find a way to show the video in full or partially, but yeah. It's a big thing. It's not just about trailers anymore. People like seeing people react to things they like entirety. What kind of started that was, you ever heard of Rift Tracks? No. It's the Mystery Science Street th- Theater 3000 guys. What they used to yeah. do was they did Mystery Science Theater 3000 style riffs on movies, but they would like charge for audio, but they had like a free download of the movie that came with it so you could sync it up and stuff. It's kind of that same thing, except... 
it's not people scripting jokes. It's literally watching. You know how reaction stuff works. Yeah. Sometimes it's kind of cool. But uh, but when it comes to Attack on Titan, it's funny because Attack on Titan's like this thing where just, like I told you the other week, it's like that Game of Thrones uh, Walking Dead thing. It's like really violent stuff, but it's always hype. Yeah, People no. get hyped for Attack on Titan. Yeah, no, so friggin' as basically the episode just goes down, you can kind of see it's like with the scouts that we've known for so long, it's like are killing these innocent people and stuff. Yeah. They don't That's look stoked. Fucked up. Innocent people don't look stoked. So it's just total fucking warfare. This is like yes. not much stokeness. But yeah, I said episode's pretty fucking chilling. Yeah. Like, Next week we get even more action. Yeah, we get to see if Aaron's gonna fight the armor titan or I whatever. I don't think he, I mean Great. I, I I think he. I don't think he's gonna just fight. The, I think he's gonna kill Reiner this time. Oh, is he now? Act- he's gonna kill Sad Boy Reiner, who's not stoked. <laughs> Who literally wants to die. He literally <laughs> was sitting there. He wants to die, but the children's cry summoned him in full ish <laughs> form. Dude, that I was. That's what I was getting at with that whole kimchi and Tilpa thing in the YouTube comments. Everyone was like, "Bro, Reinhardt's so depressed. He even half-assed his transformation." <laughs> yep. Oh man. All right. Um I actually need to take a piss. So listeners, we're going to take a quick piss stop. Cool. We'll be back. All right, listeners, and we're back. Sorry to anyone that is first time listeners coming in wanting to listen into our Attack on Titan review. We kind of didn't do as best job as we wanted to, but don't worry, next time we'll come back better. better I'll tell you ever. this it was brutal, it was exciting, and it's like freaking, there's a lot of oh fuck shit moments. You activated my trap card stuff. Yes. So now, time for a third part. It's not third, second part <laughs> of the episode. The Slipknot album report. The Slipknot album review. You know, it's crazy because. Uh, like I said, I didn't listen to this when it came out, and um, I don't know why I didn't. I just didn't. And you've been on the Slipknot journey for the last Yeah, because you kind of fucking challenged me, and I'm like, you know I what? Didn't I didn't challenge you. I just said Slipknot's good. Yeah, you begged me in the parking lot to go listen to the first album. Because like, that know first what? album's their fucking best one. Well, we're finally down to the fucking last album. Or at least I have. Yes. You didn't have to do this week by week fucking taking an hour of your fucking time to listen to these this. These are long albums. These are unnecessarily long well, albums. To be, it does, well, to be fair, they take they literally put out an album every five years, so... Mm, fuck. <laughs> I don't know if they're even playing half that shit live, though. Um. Well, like I told you... From All Hope is Gone, the only thing they play, I'm pretty sure, is Psychosocial. From Volume 3, most of the stuff they play is just Duality and Before I Forget. They'll play, like, two songs off Iowa. They play, like, five songs off the first album. And as far as I know, I don't think they play anything off the Grey Chapter anymore, for whatever reason. Well, listeners, or first-time listeners, last time when I was talking, last album, point five, the Grey Chapter, whatever, I said this was, like, for me... Who does not like Slipknot? I thought this was the most like the best like album that I've listened because it was the most smooth. I thought it had the smoothest songwriting and really big catchy fucking hooks. And so basically, coming to this album, I thought it would be much more like that one. And I'm gonna tell you this one, I did not like it. This one's got pretty fucking boring. Uh, you know the, the this album's like, interesting. There to was me. a like the first song's really good, but yeah. then the rest of it was like, dude, fuck, it never comes back. You know, and there's like some like there's a lot of experiment like dude like here's the thing creativity I feel like this album create creatively they did a lot of experimenting and it seems like creatively they tried a lot yeah which you know what cool shit but 
I don't like Slipknot. I'm not there for their create their weird awkward create their weird fucking weird cool guy creativity. This bored the fucking shit out of me. So you know the interesting thing about this album is is that I feel like I liked it a little more immediately than I did the gray chapter, and like and like I listened through the album and then you know I'll get more in depth in a sec, but. Overall, I thought it was just, like, good. Bruh, dude, they did glitch effects like Code Orange. <laughs> oh, man. I was going to say, um, you know, the funny thing about this album is that this album feels like it was kind of, like, it made in two parts, but they split it up. Like, like for instance, they, they brought some of the new metal back on this album. Oh, yeah, And they yeah, didn't yeah. do new metal for the whole album, but they did it for this arguably is... the first half. And then when they went new metal, especially... Oh, um, well, yeah. Especially, they like, went new metal. Especially songs like 2... No, not because 2 is insane. So especially songs like 3, 4, and then like 6, just when they go new metal on this album, they go new metal. This is the first time in forever that Corey Taylor, like... I think actually like rapped on a new song. I can't remember if he did in the gray chapter. I think I caught some rapping and stuff too. Okay. Like there was like the old rapping slipknot delivery stick. Yeah. As I'm set. not going to lie. It was kind of cool to hear that again. Cause it felt like that they were, they tried ever since Iowa to like really move away from that. Cause y- you heard it in Iowa to all hope is gone. I feel like they, tr- even though they had new metal stuff in there, except for all hope is gone for a bit. I feel like they tried to be that more straightforward metal band, but still keep their quirkiness. Great chapter brought some of the quirkiness back and then this one brought back some of the, the again the rappy and some new metally bits so it felt like it literally feels like if gray chapter wrote the first album you know what i mean so as a fan of the first album that was cool to hear but again i just thought the album was like good they experimented a lot like you said not just with like keys and stuff and then you said they did the glitching which they did but they did stuff with like pianos synths even i thought the choir in the in the first song was a little out of place for slipknot but it still sounded cool and that's the thing i appreciate uh, it kind of f- seems like to me it fed off like the big horses of the yeah. like, last album so. and you know the thing is with slipknot is that like yeah you could like slipknot has a definitive sound and they have a definitive like way that their music sounds but you can't say that no two albums sound exactly alike i mean yeah again they they have the mold that they keep to oh no but they no do try sound like different things and i think in a way it's a good thing that you know they only release albums twice a decade because it keeps things it keeps them creatively fresh and bro have you ever seen any kind of documentary thing on slipknot that just sounds like a mentally unhealthy fucking band to be in <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that like, fucking money though. That money. Um that fucking slipknot money. Standout tracks for me, um, probably Spiders. I like that one. That's the one where it was basically like this creepy piano song. You remember it's like it sounded like they like repurposed the Halloween theme. That one that one hooked me pretty good. I liked Unsainted. That's the one you said the first one. Um I thought Critical Darling was alright. The two new metal songs after Unsainted were all were pretty good, but like there was no bad songs. There was a few I felt like that they were filler, kind of like Red Flag and Bro, Orphan. It felt like there was a lot of filler. Not like All Hope is Gone filler. That's yeah. the worst. That was the worst. Yeah. Uh, oh, and Neo Forte was a song I liked too. And honestly, I feel like I could feel like like um like the rest of the band. It felt like the new guys. Like f- you could tell they feel more comfortable in their their personalities were be able to shine a little through more like it. Like I listened to the gray chapter and they literally just sound sounds like they were hired guns having, having clown yell at them. 
This one, clearly they're still following his instructions, but it feels like they have more room to breathe, and you can feel that. I don't know. I felt like the last one, like, the vibes were better because they felt like they came in fresh and, like, they were enjoying themselves on the last one. This one, the I feel like... This guy was just like, this one's like, all right, back to work. That's what I felt like the gray chapter was a bit, but there was like a purpose behind it because it's like, it's back to work, but fuck, we don't have Paul and we just lost Joey, so we got something to prove. Yeah. That's what that album felt like. And like, I felt like that there too, there's a lot more work with their producer as much. I don't mm-hmm. feel like this was as much like themselves, like too much as themselves. You mentioned them experimenting. That's what this album felt like. Yeah, it, no, it, this was it, way it more like, experimenting than the last one. It felt like Slipknot were just like, I know they have a producer on this, but it feels like they self-produced the whole thing. This feels like Pet Project, um, something personal not personal like emotionally but now how do you know what the slipknot fan community what do they think of this album as far as i can tell like like i've told you my what the community mostly thinks about each one this one everyone kind of just seems to be kind of like that's cool yeah all right yeah it's like oh cool more slipknot Everyone hates the masks, though, or at least they hate Corey Taylor's mask because I don't know if you've seen his mask from this era, but it looks really dumb. It's just like this, like big. That's kind of cathartic, though. <laughs> well, it's just like it looks like this big, like it's it's not even like his old creative one. It's literally oh, like yeah. a is this face his, mask. Is this is his dashing like, Cody Rhodes mask where yes, Cody does yes, not want his face yes. to get no, hit. No, it's just like that. And then it's funny. Because Clown, I remember him saying, like, oh, yeah, th- during the Grey Chapter era, he's like, oh, yeah, fuck the new guys. They don't get new masks yet. They, they're, because they, they, they try to come up with, with designs, but they weren't like approved because, you know, whatever reason. And then Corey Taylor for this era makes, makes that fucking mask. And it's like, what the fuck? That's literally his uh, worst mask. Uh, what? The Jim, fuck? Jim Roots had like the same mask for like, for like since Iowa, just slightly different. Yeah. The fucking guy with all the needles in his head, he's had the same ass. Clown hasn't had that many different masks. And then you got the motherfucker with the long ass nose. Yeah. Oh, but the drummer. Oh my God. I love Slipknot, but man, Clown and Corey Taylor piss me off. Yeah, Clown, Clown gets a bit more of a pass because that band's his baby creatively and business wise. But yeah. Honestly, I think the drummer has the highest hill to climb because yeah, the bassist is replacing Jay Weiber. Shit, yeah, like he rips. Joey Jordison is whether people like him or not, he's an iconic drummer, and he's half the reason that Slipknot has their iconic but sound. This sonic fast speed drumming. He's a fast technical no, drummer. He's fast dude. And the thing is, he knows how to like play and like accentuate riffs and stuff. He's literally if you threw Dave Lombardo in with Lars, except. He's not like a songwriter like Lars, but he had but he knows how to play to his musicians. But overall, yeah, album was all right. And that and, and I like I listened to it on my portable speaker, so that's mono, and then in my car stereo. And there's a lot of different stuff that you can hear, but it's just all right. Maybe I need to yes. listen to it again, but I listened to it twice. You listen to it twice. Well, yeah, you'd put an effort to listen to it twice. I'm just going to go off. I took no notes. I don't know any of the song by names by titles. I'm just going to go off what I remember through flow. And yeah. this was not as pleasant as experience. So, and it's like, I'm sure if you can listen to past episodes, I don't enjoy some of my experiences dealing with this band. Only one album where I was like, you know what? That was cool as shit. And like, <laughs> I came in, was like being stoked. It's like, you know what? Freaking. I'm actually looking forward to this. I like that last album. We'll see if this wins me over. And I'm like, oh, God, 
fuck, this felt like a fucking chore. Why is this an hour fucking long? Oh, God. <laughs> like, it's kind of cool and stuff to not, like, not be, fu- like, to not get stagnated or write the same shit, but at the same time, I was like, fuck. Well, since that's all the Slipknot albums at the moment, except they might be coming out with a new one, like, I guess of this year. Yeah. Of our Lord of 2021. <laughs> I don't know. You want to do something fun real quick and freaking, um. Sure. How do you want to rate the albums? Oh, I'll let geez. you go first. From okay. worst to best. Oh, geez. Um, okay. Let me uh, let me think. Let me think. For, I wasn't expecting that. Let me think first. Oh, you weren't. No, I no, I I, I legit wasn't expecting uh, to rank them. Well, okay. I'll I'll start off with the worst. Yeah, you, yeah, you go. F- the worst is fucking all hope is gone. <laughs> okay, that one is the worst. Second, I'll say this one. Freaking, you'll never be one of us. I mean, we're not your kind. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That, I'm going to say that, like, those two are so far at the bottom. You know what's funny? Now, this is where it gets messy. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, all right, where does which what goes which? Because they're kind of the same. No, I'll say volume three is next. Okay. Because I realized, you yeah, know, that wasn't as pleasant. Now, between Iowa and the self-titled... That one's going to be hard. I mean, you're trying to think. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I was a little bit more appealing, but you know what? I'm going to say Iowa, then self-titled. Then I'm going to say Great Chapter is for, like, the Jabe's, like, list here of okay. stuff I kind of give a fuck. All right. Now, how does that help your list? Well, you know... I'm not doing live at, albums. You can yeah, go fuck off. They only have, like, one or two. Um, although they sound bitchin' live, uh, I have seen them live. But honestly, I'm not a fan. <laughs> I just walked around. Honestly, I oh, might... yeah, I've seen Iowa live. Take that, nerds. Okay, so um, so there's six albums, and uh, honestly, I'm probably gonna have to put just because I have the least amount of time with it. I'll probably put "We Are Not Your Kind" at the bottom for now. Um, again, you know, there was, there was shines of interesting new things, but mm, I wasn't, uh, I didn't love it. Um, I liked it, didn't love it. Um, right. Then, then next. After uh, you'll never be one of us, which is next. (laughs) I'm having a tough time deciding. Okay. Let me think. Um, honestly, it's a choice between two, and I know they piss some, and I know they piss some people off. You know, I know it's iconic, but fuck, dude, I'm gonna have to put Iowa at five. I just never vibed with that. Hey, album it's that your much. list, dude. I mean, don't get me wrong. There's great songs on it. I heard here's the whole the thing. thing live, but I again, it was a thing where I liked it. Never. Now, here's loved the thing. It. It's a more appealing because there's a lot more like extreme metal riffs and stuff too. Yeah, but. They're not as smooth as mixing new metal and extreme metal. Yes. So it's not very smooth. It's pretty fucking hard and aggressive, but honestly, at times, it just comes off just awkward and, like, friggin', like, <laughs> friggin', like, kind of makes me want to turn away. Then, then Turn I'm- my nose up because I'm <laughs> such a fucking musical snob. I was listening to Idols today. Actually, Idols <laughs> is pretty funny because that fucking singer is hilarious. Man, don't wear boots. <laughs> That's, yeah, he sings like that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so this next one, I was actually going to put one spot up, but you know what? 
I'm going to be honest. I'm actually going to put all hope is gone after Iowa because I'm looking at the track list right now and I'm like, man, I remember liking like, like so many songs off it. So then I looked at the track listing and like half of the, and like half of the five. So three of the five were singles. And then the other two is, um, so right right now we're at freaking nails. I'm just gonna be lazy. We got freaking nails. We got what normie, what the freaking Slipknot normies like. Yeah, we, the the we got the the, the normie, the normie maggots, the normie, the maggot fan favorite, or at least maybe old school. I don't know. I have a feeling these new kids. It's always up. it's always Iowa versus the self titled with the within the fan base. Like it's, everyone's first Slipknot album is unique to them and it's special. But at the end of the day, it's always gonna be that first album versus Iowa. So after uh, so after Iowa, what's above it? Yes, well, like I said, so we are not your kinds at the bottom. Then, um, Iowa. Then, then, uh, then Iowa. Come then on, all hope is, your... is gone. All hope is gone. That's what I said. That's what I said. Next is sorry, all hope I didn't is. Catch go- that. Oh, I'm sorry. All hope is gone because I was saying, because I, I was like, man, I was saying to myself, I wanted to put it one up, but I'm like, man, I remember liking so many songs off. So I pulled up the track listing, and like half the and like the song is. Here's the album's th- twelve songs. I only like. I only really like five of the songs. Three of them are singles. Yeah. See, the three singles and like five are good, but then the fucking like seven are just horrible. I wouldn't say they're horrible, but it's easily some of Slipknot's most forgettable uh, stuff. I could just die. Fuck. Because that's the all hope. Is, all hope is gone, and we're in like freaking. We are your kind. Freaking. Honestly, they kind of go back and forth as like an experience. I'm like, dude, I was bored out of my fucking mind listening to them. So then after uh, then after all hope is gone, um, I'm gonna be honest. I'm probably gonna give it to uh, next is the gray chapter because again, and I and I and I feel like it feels like I've talked shit on that album. It's not that. It's just that you know, hearing it and stuff. It had it gave me a lot of mixed feelings. The last time I listened to that album in full was about 2018. But I was gonna say well, cool. you were talking about it last week, and what I did was I went back and re-listened to my to my favorite songs off here. Um, before and after I listened to the new one, uh, "We Are Not Your Kind." And like, you'll never be one of us, you fucking coward. And honestly, Great Chapter almost feels a little underrated in some ways because it's been mostly forgotten about by the fan base and by Slipknot themselves. Of course, technically, if we're talking about the most underrated thing, it's probably their demo EP, um, like Kill Maggots Mate Repeat. Hey, we got a fucking list to go through, and like, yeah. I want to get to Daisy alone. No, no, I'm sure you love talking to Slipknot with me. I just like talking about music. Yeah. So the next, I'm gonna give it to Volume Three. You know, I know it's the one with Before I Forget on there, but you know what, guys? There's <sighs> there's good and even better songs on there. Volume Three. Listen to it again. <laughs> I know it's I know it's got crappy production by Rick Rubin, but there's some really good stuff on here. Fucking f- three nil. There's Pulse of the Maggots. Pulse of the Maggots is the fan base's theme song. You know, welcome Opium of the People. This good shit. Yeah, I'm not a Slipknot fan, and I think I'm remembering some of these songs, and I'm just remembering I was not too stoked on it. But here's the thing: Slipknot's a huge band. 
Well, it's fuck off money. So who cares what I do? Who cares what some nerd in some tiny fucking room with a podcast rig? And then, yeah, number one's the self-titled. I fucking love that album. I love that album. Dude, that's that word. I love it. Bits and pieces. I love the aggression, the speed, the intensity. It's still one of the most intense albums I've ever heard. It's, yeah, that one was like. It's I'll, great. Yeah, no, I'll put it as like, as I said, that's second to me because obviously it's like. I didn't care for it. If anything, I was more annoyed because I'm listening to new metal and I don't like new metal bouncer riffs. But when it came to smoothness of songwriting and actually what feels fresh and like not fucking shitty generic like fucking Cold Chamber, freaking that album. <laughs> I'm sure that album fucking kicks major, major ass. Like I was like, I think when I first listened, I thought I preferred it more, but I just prefer it more with extreme metal riffs. But if I had to think back, I just thought it was sloppy and stuff. Freaking all, as I said, All Hope Is Gone had huge fucking bangers but then the rest were just fucking phoned in just so fucking boring and stuff volume three it was just like that one was like you know what as i said i could see like a lot of Slipknot fans liking it this is where they actually like play with a lot more melody but i just thought it sounded like corny stone sour mixed with the slipknot fucking gimmick yeah what they've been doing is new metal and extreme metal fucking combo not as like smooth Oh, uh, the great chapter I thought was just the most smoothest, but at the same time, I could see people also go like it's the could be the most generic out of the Slipknot albums and stuff too. Because like here's the thing, I can imagine what Slipknot's like. I feel like a sloppy could be also very charming to you, maggots and stuff. But to me, <laughs> I was sitting there, it's like, dude. I feel like there was way less gimmick. I feel like there was less of a gimmick when listening to that one. And then the last, and then like the last one's like, you know, what? I feel like they were experimenting, experimenting, and trying to be very creative with the like last one. But at the same time, it's like, dude, it's not like the fucking super catchy bangers. Like the first song, yeah, but then the rest, I'm just like, eh, not gonna lie, this is kind of a chore right now. Mm-hmm. And I, that's how I, and that's how I range my range. Ranged my list on like, all right, which felt like the like the biggest chore to the least chore, <laughs> and then also give credibility. Yeah, but yeah, no, I love Slipknot. I mean, they're famous for a reason. They're they're good. They are they are good. I like them. I'll be here for the next album in 2025. And I guess we'll do an album report then. <laughs> but now the discussion is. Fuck, I guess we could continue this gimmick. What's the next fucking journey you want to do? I certain no no not yet. Not yet. <laughs> what you want? Here's the thing. I'm cool not Okay, so quick I don't story like doing and... like a full in-depth yeah. fucking review. I'm just cool just doing an overview That's what experience I mean, yeah. and how much I either liked it or disliked it. So qu- or how I thought it starts strong and takes a fucking <laughs> like takes a dump. So the quick end. story about us fans is um is um we this podcast has had a couple false starts and it's pretty much almost entirely my fault and like one of the gimmicks we had was because again long story short he got this uh iced earth box set for his birthday years ago when we were in high school when i was a wee younger lad when he was a wee lad actually he was the same height and looked just the same he just has a bit of a stomach now yeah but 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 i thought it'd be a fun idea it was like oh man yo what if we went through all the iced earth and he's like fuck it we got nothing 
and better to do. Well, that stuff came and went, whatever. But now they that John it. Schaefer stormed our nation's capital, I'm not going to lie. I've been feeling some I stir. Well, let's go fucking. All right, you know what? We'll go freaking album for album review of I stir. Unless, unless you don't I'm want to. I'm willing to like listen unless there and you cringe. don't want to. I'm cool listening to generic thrash riffs with fucking high pitch freaking power metal singing. Oh, yeah. John Schaefer, he loves those fucking. It's like, we get it, bro. You can do triplets. <laughs> Get it, bro. You can do the fucking triplets, guy. You're so uh, cool raiding the freaking Nationals capital and shooting cops with bear mace in the face. <laughs> I forgot about the bear mace part. How can you not? He just he went full on. He went full. John Schaefer went so ham. Bro, he went full on freaking like freaking normie command. He went full on freaking com freaking common person commando, dude. Common person commando. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. Once blue I saw blue collar commando in his blue fucking hoodie. <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna lie. Once I started seeing John Schaefer storming the nation's capital, I was like, "Fuck, bro, I'm feeling some iced earth." Oh, Let's no. get high school. Oh in no, this bitch. dude, I'm fucking hilarious shit, dude. In my shitty death battle chat, fucking. My, my fucking singer shared me the fucking, like, there's a freaking Facebook, 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 Facebook group, <laughs> a Facebook group where freaking, it literally says, release John Schaefer, true Ice Earth fans group. <laughs> no, no. You're lying to me. <laughs> you can look it up. Free oh. John Schaefer? Yeah. What the I, 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 dude, this John Schaefer shit is so fucking hilarious. No, even the John Schaefer, sh the John Schaefer shit, made me look up the fucking sick twenty minute documentary called Thrash Till Death, where it was like this ninety one documentary of like some news crew looking at the Florida freaking metal scene at the time. So like all the classic fucking Florida death metal bands yeah, and like yeah. other cringy projects you see, and, and yeah, then I start a baby face John. Yeah, you see a baby face John Schaefer talking about where all the bands practice in that freaking um, storage units and uh -huh. stuff. He, I thought, I think he wasn't he on the fucking Cannibal Corpse doc too. I'm sure, was. I'm sure or it John is. Schaefer yeah, was. right here. The Save John Schaefer freaking Facebook group. Oh, my fucking God. <laughs> it has 81 members. Did you join? No, I just like... <laughs> Homeboy, just, Homeboy just sent me a screenshot and I'm just howling. Dude, the freaking blue collar commando. Oh, All right, man. I'm going to take another piss break, listeners, and we'll be back for the main event. That's Daisy of Love. Incredible. Episode 3, True... Bromance! Ah, fucking toolbox. Ah, fuck. Give it a second. Alright, listeners, and we are back. Now time for the main event. Episode 3 of Daisy of Love. Daisy of Love. Day Daisy of Love. Daisy of Love, i.e. titled True Bromance. I don't know why I'm trying to talk to you in such a seductive desire. But now, mm, last time on Daisy of Love, so, yeah. Brooklyn was a major cuck. Yeah, so last, so to bring the listeners up to speed, last episodes, the peeps did a show and tell, and, Flip, and Flipper was flexing his fragile masculinity and decided to leave, and Weasel was eliminated for being too chill and just wanted to freaking drink his brains out. Yes. And Brooklyn drunk called his supposedly ex-girlfriend, which... He then, the boys got harassed by her, like, phone calls throughout the night. But then he talked to Daisy about that it's just an ex-relationship. Now, Edward, my do, sing the theme song. He loves me. 
He loves me not. <laughs> he loves me. He loves me not. not. You think you've you got, got the best of me. me. Check this. You'll never get to me. He loves me. He loves, loves me, me not. not. You think you got the best of me. Come on, project. You think you got the... Ah. You think you got the best of me? You think you have got the best of me? Yeah, it makes you want to go Tommy Wiseau. Check. Oh, you, you'll think you got the best of me, Joel. Check this, Joel. You're never going to get to me. Joel, to listeners listening. I cast a spell on you, Brett Michaels. It's a curse. <laughs> I almost wanted to induct Franklin or Tommy Wiseau into the Hall of Awesome. Well, listeners, we're referencing our time when we watched both Samurai Cop movies. You could go to like check that back. Whatever. So it's morning. Yes. And supposedly Big Rig is having dr- having very dr- having dreams of Daisy as yeah. like we get like awkward edits of Daisy of like her being hot and then a close up of some lotion. On like top of uh, over like big rigs. He totally jacked off, you guys. I'm sure these guys were totally jacking off, you guys. <laughs> A house of dudes <sighs> is jacking off about one's chick to Miss De La Hoya. To Miss Old De La Hoya. The next uh, twelve pack and six gauge, I think, are hanging out. It was like twelve pack and flex were kicking flex. back. I keep getting, yeah, yeah. And I just wrote down, yeah, twelve pack and flex were just discussing how sketchy, sketchy Brooklyn is, and it's like, yeah, no, I don't know how he like survived last night. Twelve pack has this weird. But he's line. not gonna last too long. <laughs> 12-pack has this weird line where he's like, you don't come up in the Daisy's house with a girlfriend. He said, if man, you lie to that girl, <laughs> uh, hey, you're you about to, to piss me off. It's like, <laughs> he does it just like how I did it. Yeah. If you like hurt that girl's feel, you lie to that girl, you guys just go and piss me off. I love 12-pack. He's the hero we need. Then Brooklyn, apparently, he says, got barely any sleep because he was up all night. With guilt. Uh, about Daisy, he's like, "Fuck, dude, do I deserve this second chance?" Hey, yo, dude, hey, fuck, dude, do I even <laughs> deserve a second chance? It's in the fucking water. That's why your pies are so good. Yo, we don't freaking use guns or knives. We use bats. Then we cut to London. Uh, he's chilling, most likely chilling hard as shit. Yes, he is. Um, he's like, fuck, I'm paraphrasing, but he's basically like, fuck, dude, we all loved Weasel. He was a fun guy. Yeah, it's like, we got Brooklyn, and then Weasel went home. It's like, dude, fuck, why is this guy like sketchy guy here? Shit, at least Weasel was harmless. Fuck, he was fun to hang out with. Yeah, I liked we get, Weasel. Yeah, we get it, and Weasel's like, let's get some Jack, baby, woo! <laughs> Yo, can we get some Let's get up in this bitch. Yo, can we get some Jack Daniels up in God, this bitch? he's like my brother's friend, Josh. Fuck. It's that or hang out with this fucking goofy, flashy geek, freaking Brooklyn. Who do you choose, Weasel or Brooklyn? Oh, fucking Weasel. Are you kidding? Yeah, at least Weasel's gonna be fucking fun as shit. Then 12-Pack comes into the room with a, well, it's not a note, like from Brett, it's a diary entry. And then the show did the best thing in the world. It actually showed the note on screen. So I didn't even write it down. I took a screenshot and look, you can put it into your notes. Oh fuck! Why didn't I get to that? Son yeah, of a dude. bitch. So I just have to ah. zoom in right here. So, <laughs> dear diary, I'm a delicate girl and I need my rock star to be able to protect me from this crazy world. I hope one of these guys will be able to do whatever it takes to make sure I'm taken care of. The limo's picking up the guys in one hour and bringing them to me. I can't wait to see them. Hugs, Hugs and, and kisses. kisses. Daisy. 
Oh yeah. So well today so basically today's challenge is what I is a relay race with mannequins. But there's a yes. twist, you guys. Oh dude, there's a fat twist, so check this out. Yeah. They get there, Ricky explains to them. Yeah, what did Rackman say? He's like that fucking there's like three- slick greaser hair looking <laughs> geek. God, he's such a fucking geek. There's going to be three teams of four. Each team gets one mannequin. The way it works is one person, because they have this whole setup in like a field, one person has to run the mannequin Daisy from the limo to the velvet ropes, he says. Then one dude has to get her from the ropes to the stage door, and then the other two have to get her back to the limo. Team with the least amount of damage gets a date. Oh, and by the way, he says, there's going to be some psychopaths trying to get Daisy. And, bro, these five fucking dudes come out with full paintball gear armor. These sharpshooters. And paintball guns, like real big ones. They're looking like the fucking Magnificent Seven. Flex says they <laughs> Flex says they look like they stepped out of an episode of Star Wars. Ooh, hey, guys, dude. This, uh, fuck. <laughs> it's like, man, dude, these guys look like they came out of like, an episode of Star Wars. Then they play like Darth Vader's breathing sound effect. Yeah. <laughs> And then, like, uh, I'm like, damn, I guess the Dark Trooper project took a hit. Oh, yeah, with the free. Oh, yeah, when they said, like, psychos are going to be coming after yeah. Daisy, there's just, like, some pictures of Heather and, like, the <laughs> camera pans to 12 pack. <laughs> I was like, fuck. That took me a second because I'm like, what the fuck? And I'm like, oh, that's right. Because this is the Brett Michaels cinematic universe. Ooh, the Brett Michaels cinematic universe. <laughs> everything's connected. It's like Kingdom Hearts. Chi Chi calls them professional killers. Dude, they're like professional killers. All right. So um, our team yeah. captains. Who are they, my dude? Toolbox, then Sinister, and K. Oh, yeah, fucking Toolbox, who makes, like, fucking ape noises. He's like... <laughs> dude, Toolbox was on some shit this episode. Dude, fuck, no. We totally missed it earlier in the morning, because, like, there was, like, a moment where, like, everyone's, like, talking about their disgust with freaking Brooklyn staying. And freaking, like, they get a they get a freaking talking head of Toolbox. Oh, where yeah. Where literally he's just like, I wrote down, I was like, dude, he sounds like a fucking ape. What the <laughs> fuck? He literally sitting yeah. there and just like, yeah, no, so for like the, the, for last night, like, all of us kind of lost some respect for the Brooklyn and stuff. It's like, <laughs> it's like was what that, are you doing? Well, was, that, was that really necessary? We got the narrative. People aren't stoked. <laughs> Why did you have to get him speak? Is it to make me go? I was like, how fucking dumb is this guy? And he's, he doesn't look well, here, smart. Okay, let me rephrase this. He might come off very illiterate. He could be a very smart dude. He just can't properly speak. Yeah, like us. Or he could be a fucking robot. I don't know. <laughs> he's doing something. He's, right. so, he's on something. <laughs> so the team. So the first team's going to be uh, Toolbox, Flex, Big Rig, and Fox. So yeah, friggin' Toolbox, Big Rig, Flex, and Fox. Boxy. Will be the orange team. They look like old school Slipknot with those jumpsuits. So who's on the beige team or black team? Um, be- a black team, I think that's Sinister, right? Yeah, that's Sinister. With- with- Chi yeah, twelve pack and London. London. Next, and, yeah. and then the beige team, the last team with Team Captain Cage. Yes, six gauge, Cable Guy, and Brooklyn. Brooklyn which Brooklyn. when they were like choosing, it's like, dude, it's like Brooklyn was the last one to be picked, and like you could just see Cage, like, dude, can we just not? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That was that was funny. So the first team to start is the beige team. Yes, and basically they start and Troll Pack questions the paint. He's like, "Sinner's like, dude, it's just a couple like Troll Pack questions the paint of paintballs. He's like, dude, it's just a ball of paint. How much can it hurt?" So oh. Cage is carrying this mannequin and he's running down and he's just screaming in pain. 
Yeah, he is screaming his damn head off. He's like, ow, ow. like he does a war cry to run, but then he starts getting shot, and he's like, ow, 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 fuck, ow, yeah. ow, ow, god, yeah, ow. yeah. He goes from ah to ow really fucking quick. <clears throat> Sorry, listeners, a glitch in the matrix with my freaking shit. But we were back as freaking Cage was getting shot to shit, and I think he was passing the freaking baton, i.e., the Daisy mannequin to Brooklyn. Which, if I'm not mistaken, shattered into a million pieces. Yeah, I don't know how the hell it happened, but on his way to Brooklyn, the fucking mannequin splits in half. So then he... I'm so like, fuck, how fucking <laughs> like fragile are these goddamn mannequins? So then he hands it to Brooklyn, and then Brooklyn, he, he mostly gets by without any problems. He hands it to Six Gauge, and then... Well, Brooklyn's screaming like a little girl. Yeah, he's screaming like a girl, which is funny. Like, freaking... Was it Six Gauge? Yeah, six gauge freaking six gauge is able to run. He hands it the cable guy, and cable guy like I've had this happen to me before. Where you start sprinting super duper fast, but you're leaning your body too forward and also grabbing this large mannequin. He's just running, but then he like freaking like trips up and fucking eats mad shit and slides on the ground. He eats mad <laughs> shit and like the f I think a, a, at least one, but like a fucking leg pops off. Like dude, this shatters the mannequin. <laughs> yes, but he was able to collect up while getting black by paintballs and make it through but make it through the finish line yeah uh the next team <laughs> the orange team which earlier daisy says like yeah so they're all suiting up and stuff some like some team has like orange where they kind of look like prison guys but you know what? that's hot you know prison guys could be hot and i'm like <laughs> wow uh, i'm kind of questioning your choice of like dudes daisy i'm questioning her sanity I'm questioning like hot prison guys. I hope that's just more of a freaking fantasy than an actual choice of dudes. Yeah. So the first thing I wrote here, um, Fox is a pussy. Oh yeah, no. So seriously, one, he's holding the mannequin weird. He's trying to piggyback it, but like it's not gonna work. And then this pussy, this girly man. <laughs> This girly man. This pretty boy. He's running with the mannequin, but he's using the mannequin to freaking block the shots. <laughs> I know. It's like, bro, that's literally not the fucking challenge. Oh, my God. But then, yeah, Fox. Um, I didn't get too much of this one because it was mostly uneventful. But they had the... um. They had arguably the easiest one. I mean, nothing super notable happened. I can't remember. Did their split in half, too? Or was that the next team? Dude, all these fucking mannequins, their shit split in half. Yeah. And then, you know, they pass it along. Again, nothing really happens too much. Um, uh, Wait, are we still on Orange team? I'm kind of fucking... No, no, no. We're, no we're, uh, this is Toolbox's team. I was saying nothing much happened with Yeah, them. no, it literally is like, all right, freaking Fox is a total fucking pussy. <laughs> but he was able to pass it off to freaking... Someone, which then forget, it's literally just going smooth. They're passive, but shit's kind of like breaking apart. But this team kind of gives no fucks. And like freaking Big Red, like like Big Red's the last runner, and he grabs it, and like shit's kind of breaking. But he just fucking mobs, and in the end, <laughs> he just fucking dies past the freaking finish line as the mannequin just shatters. And yeah. freaking like sit and Ricky the Rackman has to sit there. It's like, hey, the challenge to have Daisy in one piece. So sinister. <laughs> If you could bring Daisy with any less damage than these guys, which these mannequins are kind of destroyed for the most part, you win. And like, Sarah's like, you know what? You know what? I'm pretty, I'm, 
I'm glad that we kind of came last, but we kind of see what, like, the other team's mistakes are. Yes. And I just wrote down, dude, fucking Scissor is simping for Rackman so hard. <laughs> dude, I caught that, too. Whatever. It's a bromance. So, freaking, yeah. This, so, basically, the black team, like, this wasn't a, this, like, this freaking challenge isn't a freaking test of speed. This challenge is just a test of endurance. So, Sinister is just walk. It's like, he's running, but he's keeping the mannequin in one piece as he can. Yes. But he passes the Chi-Chi, and it, like, splits in half. Well, freaking Sinister is oh, getting blasted. Like, he's going slow, and these sharpshooters are just freaking loading, just unloading on him. Whatever. Chi-Chi didn't freaking... Is able to run, pass it to London, who then passes the 12 pack. And this is hilarious because 12 pack got blasted in the neck. And he's just like, <laughs> he's like, dude, ah, oh, what the fuck? His screams of pain are hilarious. Yeah. Because he's just mobbing. And he's, he just has that freaking, like, dude screams like, oh, oh, man. <laughs> oh, God. It's like oh, he's man. getting tased. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's, that's accurate. <laughs> yeah. But freaking whatever. So now the winners. Where basically no one really won because freaking Daisy got freaking murked one way or another. Uh, God, and this got... asshole's about to start playing drums. Yeah, so hopefully my new way of tr new way of tracking is able to freaking prevent that. Whatever. So in our unfortunate chance of someone having to freaking like decide to practice their drums in a very public freaking rehearsal space. <laughs> yeah, how dare he? he pay how dare the guy who pays for this place to use it. Yeah, how dare he pay for a room so he can practice his drums in <laughs> peace? Yeah, and stuff. And us having no better spot to like allow to podcast and like scream absurdly because if we do that in our own homes, so people might wonder what the fuck's going on. Yes, but whatever you were saying. So whatever, basically. Rackman says that Sinister took the most fucking, like, paintballs and stuff, so basically they award him the VIP and the black team are the winners, so they get to win the hot group date with Daisy, and basically Sinister is the VIP and stuff, and basically Sinister is all stoked, so, um, and Daisy just said, alright, after this freaking chant, so basically Daisy says, yeah, no, oh god, I don't know why, yeah, Daisy says tonight, freaking, yeah, like, basically, right now, it's like, after this challenge, Daisy just says, freaking, they're gonna, like, in celebration, they're gonna go clubbing and stuff, too. Yeah. And basically, Sinister is gonna get the chance to have a fucking alone time with her in the VIP lounge. Oh, he has some alone so, time, So, well, right. since Brooklyn defeat, it feels like, freaking, he doesn't want to hurt Daisy anymore, and he wants to protect her, so he decides to be honest and tell her that he still feels like he's in love with, with her, with his ex-girlfriend. Yeah, he's just like, he's just like, everybody, I've come to make an announcement. And then you got Flexter's like, one, my team already loses. And then Brooklyn's about to say something. This better be good. And then, yeah, just like just like James said, he's just like, um, I still have my girlfriend. Bye. He's like, okay. And it's like, freaking, I still like my girlfriend. And like, Daisy's like, are you, are you serious? I could have sent, I sent, I could have sent someone home that really could have had a chance. I'm like, no. Out of the freaking weasel or professor, that man had charisma is freaking wallpaper. Weasel could have lasted until at, l at least maybe at most episode five. So whatever, basically freaking. 
yeah, Brooklyn steps forward. He tells he's still in love, and basically Daisy's just not stoked, and she just sends him on his way. And Rackman blows up on Brooklyn, and Larry's like, "We literally asked you last night if you're still having feelings for your ex, and this is what happens." And then basically, yeah, Daisy just boots him off the island right then and there. Is this what you were talking to me about about how they rushed the production for this show? Because we've had three people leave. Where's well, this is still like episode three? So yeah. I don't know how many episodes are in this damn season. Uh, let me look on Tubi. On Tubi or whatever. Which, damn, I may start watching everything there. It's like 10 minutes shorter. It's uncensored and the picture quality is better. Yeah. That's why. I, that's where I'm watching it. So basically, freaking. Yeah, Daisy just sit there. It's like, well, thank you for wasting my time. Deuces! And then she's like, all right, boys. <laughs> Seems like since there's like an extra spot open in the limo, let's all go like, what's she rides with, she basically rides with the dudes, which then I wrote down like this one tiny girl in this limo of all these like big dudes. They stretched this out to 12 episodes for some reason. Yeah. Whatever. Basically, Daisy joins the limo and Brooklyn's just left there. And then freaking <laughs> supposedly he's executed by paintballs. <laughs> We hear shots of paintballs and a body drop. Oh, my God. So, yeah. That's right. I heard that. Yeah. So, back home, as I wrote, it seems like we get tutorials on how to do dude makeup and hair prep. This was fucking funny, dude. They go back and Flex is just making fun of half these dudes because they're wearing, like, eyeliner and nail polish. And Fox is like, yeah. I put mascara on my mustache sometime. Makes me feel good. I'm like, what the fuck? I told my dad about that, and he was just like, that's a disgrace. Oh. <laughs> well, I'm sure your dad has my some dad has, My I'm dad sh- has a mighty mustache, I'm everybody. sure your dad has some words for our good friend Bone Steel, then. Who wears foundation? No, I was telling him about this, and dad was just shaking his head and laughing. He's just like, oh, Bone Steel. Oh, bone. You think he'd learn. <laughs> yeah. So back home, as we got tutorials on how to do dude makeup and hair prep, and they're stuff. putting on nail polish. They're doing the even even flex was like, I swear he, he was, was like pencil drawing on his on yeah, his yeah, uh, it's facial hair. He's like using eyeliner, fucking pencil mark or whatever to like thicken up the friggin' his beard and shit. Like these are good tutorials, but yeah, we get a good shot of just Fox taking a sweet time and him's like, yeah, you know what? I take forever to do my hair. I'm a pretty man and stuff. He's a pretty man. It's like, yeah, you're and he has some nice hair. You're a pretty girly man with a lot with a very voluminous hair. Whatever. You know how to do your hair, dog. So whatever. They go to this club. A very depressing looking club. This club looks like it's so fucking sad. It's like literally like, there's only one be- girl there and it's Daisy. I wrote down it's one girl and nothing but what it seems to be the production staff. Yeah, I'm telling you, I think and like I these think, dudes are all stoked. Like, yeah, we're in the dude, club. We're in the club. I'm just like, what is this club? It's so depressing. <laughs> I don't think that's a club. I think they rented out a warehouse and dressed it up. Not a warehouse, but like a space. Well, there's like no one there. We got this great line, dude. Flexes one-liners, yo, dude. Flex and clubbing that goes together like peanut butter and jelly. <laughs> That describes <laughs> on their stokeness on this club. So in the club, Daisy needs to use the bathroom as she's walking with Sinister to go to the VIP yeah, lounge. Yeah, she, yeah, she's like, Sinister, you're going to be in the VIP lounge, and I'll be right back. And I'm going to tell you right now, she never came back. Yeah, that's what I say. He gets some alone time, all right. By this himself. Po- this, poor, this poor Ricky Rackman simp. 
Dude, the Rackman said <laughs> This guy. So, so Daisy's walking around. She's bombarded by dudes. She is bombarded by so many fucking dudes. She like, I, I have the I have the, the diatribe uh, written here. The gimmick of this whole thing of going to the club and whatever, you know, she forgets about Sinister. Fox starts doing this dumb shit where he starts acting all disinterested and playing hard to get now. It's like, what the fuck? Like, like he's like he's it's like it's like one of those shitty like cartoons or rom-coms where, where someone tells the protagonist they're like, oh, yeah, girls love it when you play hard to get and you be kind of cold to him. And that's what he was doing. He was acting all aloof. And distant and not giving a fuck. It was really weird because he seemed like a pretty nice guy, but like he was just acting kind of douchey. So what, that Fo was we were talking about Fox, right? Yeah. So Fox. I had to like catch some messages. So I'm like tripping. I was like, "What the fuck are you talking about? Who's this?" And he's like, "I just remember." It's like, yeah, no, freaking the like it's such a, dude, a heel turn. Like, dude, the bombardment of dudes first is Big Greg, and he's trying to like talk one on one with Daisy and stuff as quick as he can. But Flex just pops out of nowhere. Yeah, and moves in and smashes face like do a smash quick smash face with Daisy and Big Ray's just sitting there and is like. Dude, what the fuck, man? You're cock blocking me. Yeah. And then the shit with Fox happens. Yeah. And then. Well, there's also a shot after where you just see Big Rig just grab Daisy's face and full on face smash. <laughs> and then Daisy's just smashing face. I don't think you can do so. I don't think you can do uh, gestures like that anymore. Well, well, they've been told this like <laughs> they need to be aggressive on this show to win Daisy's love. Which is a plot point here because good guy Ricky Rackman sees Cable Guy chilling off in the corner, not doing nothing. He's like, you know what? I'm going to give that guy a push. He's like, yo, CB, you got to do stuff, man. You got to try. You know, you got to get up there. You got to be a little aggressive. It's a competition. And Cable Guy is just like, nah. Nah. He doesn't say it like that. Yeah. I mean, the dude clearly has social anxiety, but he's uh, like, I can't. He, there's always these kind in every reality show. And it's always, they're always out by the third or fourth episode where they're like, I don't need to, I, I'm not, that's not me. I don't need to try him, blah, blah, blah. And it's, it's like, like oh, that's not me. I, but it's I don't a, like doing that. But as Ricky and later Daisy say in the show, it's a fucking competition. Whatever. And then so, Cable Guy just like, dude, he's just he does not want to fight through a room of dudes. Then there's a part where like Toolbox and Fox start And Fox and Flex are just chilling there. And like yeah. Toolbox just enjoyed himself. Seems like he's drunk and he's just sitting there and just yo Bromance. Yeah, he's like hugging on Fox and holding hands with him. And, and like shit. all the dudes like, dude, freaking toolbox isn't talking to Daisy and stuff. He's just kind of sitting there just looking like a clown. Yeah. As he's just broing down with the dudes. And Sinister is pissed. Poor Sinister. Yeah, because at this point, they start like, all right, we're done clubbing. Let's go head home. And literally, Daisy Sinister is like, hmm, did I forget something? Oh, my God, Sinister. And you just see Sinister is like not stoked. I'd be pretty not stoked, too. If we were to believe he sat in that booth all fucking night. If this is, assuming this is real. That's my favorite line that I say on this show. Ass assuming this is real. Ass you mean this is real. I would be he very was pissed. left alone for like a couple hours. I'd be fucking mad. So they go so back home. Daisy's like, you know what? I'm tired. I'm going to go to bed. But the boy's like, you know what? We're still up. What's good raging? Let's party. And then I wrote here my exact words were, they go back home, and then everyone mentions Toolbox being douchey. And he actually, and there's a point where they cut to him talking to dudes. He's like, hey. Well, wow, you're rushing through a little bit. Well, I mean, you know, he's like bumping and grinding on dudes. Yeah, you know, there's like shots sitting, of drinking. He's sitting there like play wrestling, him just like kind of running around. They're they like, mention how he likes getting touchy-feely with everybody. <laughs> He's like, he's getting very touchy-feely with us and whatnot. <laughs> and Toolbox is like, hey, man. He's like drunk now, right? He's like, man, off camera, 
I ain't feeling that girl for shit. I ain't feeling that girl for shit. Man. I'm like, wow. What the? Wow. F-? He says, he said, no, no. He said that. Then he said, hey, man, hey, man. No, off no, no, camera. It, off you need camera. To sound more like an ape yeah, and like saying, less than you. Uh, off camera. I'm a motherfucking G, dog. I'm a G. I'm a fucking G. I don't know. When you said that, I was trying to be like, like you, you, you ever. I was like, dude, I'm a fucking G. And I'm was, like, when you I'm said. Like, you seem like you have no friends. It's funny. With when someone you, when, who does not have friends, this is how I've met dudes. Is like, this is how they make friends. And I'm like, no, this is just kind of like makes me not want to hang out with you. It's kind of funny you mentioned that because, like, I'm a fucking when G. You, when I'm you like, said dude, talk more. <laughs> <laughs> when you said talk more like when you said talk more like an ape, it's like you remember you ever seen Disney's Tarzan? I was just thinking to myself, okay, I need to try to sound like Kerchek. Sure, yeah. <laughs> Kala. Yeah, so basically after he's going to spiel trying to impress a dude, tell him how badass he is, he literally I just wrote down bro, he literally sounds like an ape. And he, and obviously Roman. He, Roman. he just keeps fucking shouting that. They keep editing, like he'll just do some random thing, like come up behind somebody and hug him or he takes a shot. It's just like Bromance! Bromance! I'm like, <clears throat> this sad pretty dude who kinda comes off really stupid. <laughs> Freaking have we ever Needs told friends. you? Have we ever told you guys about our friend in Arkansas? <laughs> That's who this guy reminds me of, but taller. Are you sh- yeah, sure. So now it's morning, and Chi-Chi's up, and he's making himself breakfast. And then, and basically today, he like he says he hopes that he could touch Daisy today on the day. Uh, <laughs> did he really say it like that? I hope I could touch Daisy. He I say it like that? Like, you know what, man, dude? Hope today, dude. I hope I can get really close to Daisy and also get really touchy feely. Oh, I, I would. I almost wish he would have just said that. He would just be like, today, I hope I get to touch Daisy. <laughs> So, yeah, it's time for the date with Chi-Chi Sinister 12-pack so, in London. a fucking lazy group date, still at the house. Yeah. Basically, like, Daisy goes on her spiel, like, yeah, today we're going to be basically kind of like, since you guys got blasted with paint, yeah. today we're going to continue with the I actually gimmick. thought this was a neat idea. The idea is body painting. So what's going to happen? So she disrobes. She's in a bikini. She's in a 12, hot bikini. 12, and the dudes just sit there and like, oh, oh my God. Yeah. Twelve packs like twelve packs like whoa man. Whoa. And she's hot. And you know the, the guys take off their shirts and they paint on each other. And I'm like, I'm not gonna lie. I think that's I actually think that's a nice idea. Yeah. Um so first up is a twelve pack. And it's like as Daisy time. like says to him, it's like, all right, take off your shirt and put off your pants. I'm just like, <laughs> fuck. Oh man, so uh, they get the one-on-one time and get some backstory. Not ba- much backstory. It's just reaffirming and things. She asks him. She's painting on him. She's like, so what kind of girls do you like? And he's like, uh, I always it's go like, for the girls I shouldn't. Girls like? My last two girls cheated on me. And da- and then Daisy in the inset promo is like, he's been hurt before. And he's shown me this vulnerable side. And I'm like, bro, half of that's his fault. He said the words, I go after girls. I know I shouldn't. And you remember in episode one, his exact words were if i see a girl and i'm like oh man that looks like that's a girl that's gonna cheat on me or do some something fucked up to me i'm like i'm gonna go for that girl <laughs> it's a self-fulfilling prophecy yeah the self-fulfilling prophecy of a dude and then daisy has this quote i wrote it down because it's really weird because they're talking all personal stuff and she says quote unquote sometimes you have to stop breathe and take the moment in and it's like you're having an amazing moment with someone and you remember how you're feeling at the moment and take it all in what does that mean i don't know 
Wait, who are we on? I totally That was still 12 pack. Oh, God, we're still 12 pack? Yeah, ne next is Sinister. What happened with Sinister? Oh, actually, I'll tell you what happened with Sinister. He gets up there. He does nothing. And they make out. Yeah, they paint he paints <laughs> lips on her boob, and they Beep. smash lips. And then, like, after it says, it's like, yeah, I kissed Daisy. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God, she yeah, she I kissed Daisy. Oh, yeah. And then Chi Chi gets fucking pissed. He's jealous. He says, I'm going to beat that. I can't wait to get down and dirty. And when a guy is soft-spoken like Chi Chi says the words, I can't wait to get down and dirty, sounds kind of creepy. And I'm not alone in that because he basically, like, grabs her and they make out. Hard. Well, he's not even like kissing her face. He's just like kissing all up her fucking like neck and side face. It's just like getting all close and personal. Yes. And Daisy's thought was like, okay, Chi Chi's getting really too touchy feely. She's like, this is almost yeah. creepy, guys. That's what she, she. That's what she says. She's like, she's like, he's coming on too hard, and this feels creepy. <laughs> it's like he almost seems like he's trying to like, trying to like get at the other dudes. Yes. So London is next. Tell me about London. Unless um, you got I, notes about so, London. No, no, I do. I, I got to read just. Well, I just got a quick notes where London pops up. Like, he's already just kind of sitting there. Looks like he's hung over. He's smoking a cigarette. And he's, like, talking with Daisy and stuff. And it seemed like, you know what? They're kind of talking kind of deep and personal. And he's just kind of just chilling and stuff. And he's, like, sitting there. He's, like, yeah, you know what? I don't know what I want to kind of do with my life and stuff. I'm kind of just, like, doing whatever. And stuff. And Daisy sitting there. like, it's all right. And it's, like, yeah, I made, like, a bunch of mistakes and stuff. It's, like, but there's nothing wrong with, like, making mistakes and stuff. That's where we can kind of grow and everything, too. <clears throat> and Daisy, I just wrote down. It's, like, Daisy just feels like, he's, like, here's the thing about London, guys. <laughs> I get really, really nervous with them. And stuff. I think he's really hot, and I get really nervous with him. And I just wrote down, yeah, they're kind of getting super romantic, guys. Oh, you yeah, got that, that's that? basically what I had. I just wrote that, you know, out of everyone else. I mean, Flex, it looked like they were a bit, but they cut it short. But uh, London was the only one that she really seemed to, like, actually connect and have, like, a conversation with. And, like, but not, like, just on a superficial level. Like, it felt like they really, like, talked to each other a bit. I Like, I actually felt their connection grow. Although, I don't know, man. I'm kind of feeling this Daisy 12-pack shit. I vibe. Oh, dude, you just vibe with 12-pack. 12-pack's so cool. Like, I would never want to hang out with him more than, like, five times a year. Hey, but those five times a year would be cool. Hey, Toolbox, take notes. This is how you make friends. This is how you be a buff fucking jughead. Jughead? Yeah. This is how you be a buff jughead with barely any personality. Oh, what are you talking about? Toolpack's full of personality. No, he's full of personality, but there's a lot of guys like Toolbox uh, who, who should be like 12-pack. No. Nah. Whatever. So now we're kind of just have all the dudes are just kind of hanging out and Daisy appears and she's talking with peeps and Cable Guy's feeling the pressure now. He feels like he needs to actually talk with Daisy and stuff. He's get, he's taking Rackman's words. And oh so God, he's yeah. awkwardly trying to freaking call Daisy across the room. He's yeah. Like, hey, hey, <laughs> hey, Daisy, uh, what are you looking for in a guy? Well, she's having a full on conversation with like freaking Flex and 12 pack on the couch. He's just like, hey, 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 hey pack can you like stop? Hey, I, I want to talk to Daisy real quick. Across the room, it's like, bruh. And then Daisy finally picks up. He's like, okay, I guess he wants to like, he wants to talk to me. So they go out inside and talk, and like freaking cable guys like doing this whole spiel. He's like, so he's like, what you see is, well, I'm. This is how I really am. And like Daisy's like, oh, that is. It's like, yeah, no, that's totally cool and stuff. And he's like, he's trying to like say, he's like, dude, I, I, I don't feel comfortable being aggressive and stuff too. And Daisy's like trying to tell him, he's like, hey, you just need to open up a little more. He's like, even I'm pretty shy. And I'm like, but I have to like be open up when in this situation and stuff. So, yeah. 
that's kind of it. Yeah, I kind of like this moment. It's kind of cute. They opened up about their anxieties, and I'm like, you know, this cable guy's pretty cool, not just because he plays a nice saxophone. I tell you what, though, when he was interrupting everybody and, like, trying to get her attention, I felt that secondhand embarrassment hard, dude. Hey, Daisy. So next, Daisy feels like, you know what? I need to try to talk to Toolbox. So yeah. tell me how this conversation goes. Okay, so what you see what happens is, is um, she goes to talk to Toolbox, and he didn't say he said a word. nothing. He, he didn't say a word. He just started dancing. And it's funny you said you said he. Uh, it's funny that you called him a robot earlier, because that's what Daisy called him here. He just starts dancing and shit, and she's just like, she's like, bro, it's kind of a turnoff. Bro, it's kind of a turnoff. Freaking like, stop that. He's and like gyrate. He even says later, he's like, "Yeah, I wish I could have gotten naked. I wish I could have gotten naked." I'm not gonna sound like an ape. I wish I could have gotten naked. Literally, yeah. Forget Daisy tries to talk to Toolbox, but Toolbox just starts doing his stripper moves on Daisy, and Daisy's just sitting there because she she's a tiny girl and he's a total big fucking ape and stuff. So freaking, he's doing all his fucking moves to try and win Daisy over and stuff, and like Daisy's just not impressed. If anything, she's just more like creeped out. Yes. So Daisy is like, I need to go talk to Flex. And like, they have a pretty chilling conversation. There's not much context, but Flex is just cracking Daisy up. Oh, and yeah. Fox appears. Oh, my fucking God. Yeah. The, so the vibes are good with Fox and uh, with Flex and Daisy. Fox shows up out of nowhere, and then I'm paraphrasing, but he's basically like, he's like, I just wanted to say hi. And she's like, hi. Hi. And Fox is and Fox is just in the inset promo like, yeah, I know I fucked up. It's just again, it's really awkward yeah, and stilted. Yeah, it's, Daisy is just so demissive with Fox and Fox. Like she, is and she's literally dope. just smoking a cigarette, not making any eye contact. Yeah, no, it's pretty fucking hilarious. So it's elimination time, guys. And Fox is not feeling confident at all. And Toolbox is feeling confident because earlier, as he said, with the lap dance, like, yeah, no, I don't, uh, you know, I think the lap dance went pretty good and stuff. I think it would have gone better if I could have got naked. So Rackman tells us he's here to protect Daisy. Yeah, he's like, he's like, yeah, man, I'm here to protect Daisy. And the thing with Brooklyn, I'm glad he's gone. But again, I'm paraphrasing. But he's like, you guys can't be fucking around like this. We're here for Daisy. He says it like once an episode. We're here for Daisy. We're here I care for about Daisy. Daisy. So, <sighs> yeah. So, so the peeps that get passes. The first one is Flex. Then Sinister. Then London. Then Six Gauge. And then 12 Pack. Damn. Hey, it's Big Rig. I like Big Rig. He's cool. Yeah, uh, no, Big Rig's just a total just chilling dude. Big Not wearing makeup. Yeah. No. He's always roasting the dudes. Yeah. And he's a freaking, like, he's just chilling. I like his accent, and he's a nice guy. Uh, the Beast of Big Rig. Then Cage. Then Chi-Chi. And then Fox. Which then Daisy tells him, it's like, all right, guy, I think you're super hot. And confidence is hot, but cocky is not hot. And if anything, that's annoying. So you need to get your priorities straight, girly guy. So now it's the last of the passes. And basically Daisy's just going on a spiel. And it's like, you know what? Cable guy, I'm sorry. I'm going to have to eliminate you. I was so fucking mad. Why? That freaking cable guy doesn't have to suffer through the show anymore? No, no. For that, I was happy. But it's like... Why the fuck does she keep keeping Toolbox? 
He did nothing this episode. We were joking earlier about how Lana's gimmick in WWE right now is that she does nothing and she wins Survivor Series and the tag team belt. And you're like, bro, what if she just wins the Women's Royal Rumble by doing nothing? That's fucking Toolbox! So yeah, basically, and then she like goes on her spiel's like, you know what, cable guys just kind of like the jazz channel, kind of lay back and chilling. Well, I I'm like the rock channel. I'm like, but go fuck yourself. I love jazz. I'm like, bruh, fuck it, Daisy. I'm sure you don't listen to that much music. <laughs> but I'm gonna tell oh, you, you right, heard her solo career. I'm, she... I'm about to say Daisy. Fucking, there's a way more crazier history with jazz than your like cute little rock and roll. Yeah, that we literally. don't know of. There's a lot more craziest that you don't hear of. Shout out, shout out to back in the days when jazz was the original devil's music. Yeah, <laughs> that was cringy right now. So no, really, that's what people used to say. Yep. So and it was her, rock and roll. Yeah. So her feeling is that he can't keep up with the he can't keep up with her mayhem, which is like you know what? it's a good thing. We don't need cable guys suffering through this. Yes, so, he's a good now guy. to get the last pass is toolbox. But then Flex calls out Toolbox and says, like, you know what? He was, like, talking earlier, and he says he's not feeling you. He doesn't feel like he's, like, he's here for you. And then Big Rig seconds it. But they're both saying it in such polite manners. Yeah, they're being nice guys about it. Yeah, and then Daisy's just, like, freaking has the ape, has the fucking ape dude speak and try to answer her questions. Like, hey, so are you here for me or are you not? And he's, like, well, sitting there, he's, like, well, that's on you. It's, like, no, this is on you. Answer the question. Well... Oh, for um, I was like, yeah, I could be or something. It's like, what do you mean you could be and stuff? Are you here for me or not? Well, it's like, you know, yeah, you know, yeah, I am here for the no. Rackman speaks up and then he says like, yeah, no, I am here. And then just basically freaking Daisy's like, you know, no, get out of here, go. And then I was happy. Yeah, you were like all mad. I'm like, oh, bro, were you actually just like, how the fuck does she keep getting him in the toolbox? But the toolbox. Just got fucking ousted. Oh, you know, he didn't get ousted. He jobbed. He jobbed hard. He got buried. He he died a death like Brandy M. Yeah, so basically freaking Toolbox then gets booted. And then Daisy's just sitting there. It's like, she's just like sad. It's like, dude, I swear, I feel like no guy is here for me and stuff. <laughs> and then I laugh. And then she just goes off and be sad to bed. And then Rackman comes back and he's like, saying, guys, Daisy isn't coming back. And seriously, guys, you need to get serious about this. Are you here or are you not here? If you're not, leave now. Three episodes into this 12-episode season, and we've had four people we've had four people leave. Toolbox just got thrown out the same episode as Cable Guy. It's like the show, and three episodes into the show, and Ricky Rackman's literally like, guys, you have to give a shit. Guys, you have to give a shit. Are you here for Daisy or not? Just, just leave, guys. And basically, they don't get to have the, like, go-away cheers edit. So, yeah. In the end credits, we get a shot of Flex playing with fucking Cocoa Puffs. And the boys are drunkly making a cake. I swear, these cast of dudes are way more chummy than, like, any of the chicks on Rock of Love. They're, like, sitting here like, dude, let's make a shitty cake, you guys. Oh, yeah, no, dude. Seriously, I feel like the show is like, dude, are we watching Daisy find love? Or are we watching dudes become, like, bros? (laughs) All these dudes from Walks of Life... With nothing stranded in this mansion island and stuff, <laughs> yeah. you watch him become friends and create like connections and stuff. You watch Toolbox, who looks like he has no friends, trying to make friends, and he got booted. There's a there was but, like a, there yeah. is still an underlying thing. We're here for Daisy, you guys. Oh, We're here is. for Daisy. Not a, let's make a shitty cocoa puff cake. I'm like hammered right now, but it sounds like a sick idea. Like Flex and Sinister are like tagged or like freaking like. 
are like freaking working together to carry this cake into the oven. I'm like, I think one dude could do this, but maybe they're just both drunk and they just want to help each other. I'm not going to lie. I really like this cast of characters. <laughs> but we're three episodes. No, we're three episodes in. I'm sure it could get worse. But so far, all the bad people seem to be gone. There's no more Flip, no Brooklyn. Unfortunately, there's no Cable Guy, but there's no Toolbox. So, I, er, Bro, everyone like that's the, on the show, I like. Well, the efforts of us watching Rock of Love and then coming to this, it's been so, this experience has been way more fun than fucking watching Rock of Love. Because Brett was just a mega, mega douche. <laughs> like, yeah, these guys are goofy and everything, but at least they come off harmless. All right, listeners, I got to take a quick leak. We'll be back for one more surprise thing. We're coming back with some commentary. Some commentary of Flipper's comments the day after he was booted off the show. I watched that video, too. Oh, fuck. I wanted to catch your live reaction. Shit. Let's just watch it anyway. Yeah, let's watch it, because I forgot to tell you about it. This shit was funny. All right, listeners, and we're back. We're now going to do a quick live six-minute video, six video commentary on Flipper as he... The day after he left Daisy of Love, let's hear what he has to say from 2000, whatever the fuck. 11 years ago, you guys. off the set of some fucking reality TV show called Daisy of Love. He walked off right in the middle of production. So we're going to go. Oh, yeah. He walked off right in the middle of production. And uh, see what happened. <laughs> so this dude's walking, knocking on the door. What up, These freaking jackass ripoff dudes. I am so That's exactly what this felt like. No, man. <laughs> I'm so glad to see you. But yeah, come here. I want to tell you a little story. Yeah, it's he's got a story to tell us. Wayne Static has a tale to tell. Exact clothes. I have blood on my shirt. It's the morning after Daisy. Well, left, I can prove and, uh, it because I'm sure this wasn't really aired around this time. Why even did this show to begin with? You know, I got the call and they're like, hey, let's do this. So I'm like, eh, you know, whatever, VH1. The girl's hot as fuck. I'm not going to lie. She's not Asian, but she's hot. <laughs> she's not Asian, but she's hot. It's like, what the fuck? I'm in the house with 20, uh, you know, 19 other guys and get drunk every day, party, and hopefully fuck the blonde chick. Called Daisy. Why Fuck this blonde chick well, called Daisy. Because Daisy <laughs> came up with the name Flipper because I did a backflip. So she's like, okay, I'm going to call you Flipper the rest of the show. I'm right there. I was about to bounce. Like, I was fuck, about to bounce. Like, Where hey, are you now? Crazy Mike. <laughs> this ain't for me. Flipper. That ain't my name. I talked to producers. This is me and the producers talk. I'm like, Flipper's not my name. My name's Crazy Mike, dude. I don't think you understand the stipulations of what was of the show. I hate how he's upset that she gave him a nickname when his whole identity is his nickname. Cameras are on you 24-7. You're on lockdown there. I'm about to say, these shows were running around the time. I'm just about to say, it's like, if you weren't educated, like, there wasn't anything stopping you from not knowing how these shows were. Obviously, it's not me. I'm not going to get eliminated. Second day came though, and uh, I'm no, I wasn't gonna get eliminated. Man, sure, guy. Yeah. So I made a rap song, and I pretty much dissed on every. No, you didn't. It was a failed rap. Like, it bombed. And they hated me. Everybody hated me. <laughs> Everybody hated me. Like, they <laughs> they hated no you, but not in a full malicious like, way. They just thought you were goofy. Yes. Hated me, one person. I'm still living with these dudes, you know what I'm saying? Like, we got, a, like, a dorm bunk set up and shit. Like, I'm bunking with these motherfuckers. Talking shit. Like, 
you know, fucking with shit. They took <laughs> like, shit. Was, like, What's this dude's accent? Put him on the roof. Who knows? Flipping. Yeah, I was like, dude, like shit, man. I'm gonna lose my fucking mind for real. Like fuck TV, cameras and shit. I'm losing my fuck TV. mind, dude. Everyone's I'm losing my mind, dude. Drinking, but I was drinking by myself because nobody liked me. I ain't here to make friends, well, motherfucker. You didn't I'm seem like you came off the most personal, dude. I wasn't there to make friends with anybody, and I wasn't there for days. I was there to promote. We play crazy, bitch. <laughs> we play like crazy. If I did like a dating Were you? show. Like, we didn't Gila, hear Gila, it. I'd actually be there to promote. We play crazy and to try to win. I dude, think he missed the boat on that one. Oh, like, <laughs> he missed the boat. Oh, this was Tila Tequila. Oh, that's why I said that. And I remember looking at this one black kid's face. They call him. His name's Cable Guy. He's got this long ass beard, a dysfunction in his eye, like a Don Vito lazy eye kind of thing. Like it just kind of looks that way. Like it's tough to look at you straight. And he goes to me, Why are we all jealous of you? Why are we all why jealous of you? Backflip? Is that why we're jealous? I'm like, dude, come on, man. The one guy that literally was just fed up with you, it's like, bro, why are we jealous of you? Yeah, I know. No offense, Drew. <laughs> I knew that was coming. You like that, alright? <laughs> He's like, yeah, start with me. I'm like, yeah, you want me to start with you? Why should I be jealous of you? I'm like, you want me to get harsh with you now? Now, we did not like, see yeah, this, though. Get harsh with me. Look, yes, I thought so, yeah. Why am I jealous, so, yeah. jealous of you? I went up to his face. I'm like, So either he's lying or they just didn't show it. They did like, not show that in the edit. I'm in like, a 40-minute episode. Nah, yeah. you can't look at me because your eyes are fucked up. That's what I said That's exactly him. what he said. Oh, man. I didn't want to say it, but he pushed my limits. Did he I know? Well, he didn't do shit. It's something you don't want to say, but you say it anyway. Oh, that's cringy, guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's supposed to drop the hard R. Like, Good thing it was bleeped. Yeah. Let's bring it. Hit me. Hit me. Hit me. He wouldn't hit me because he hit someone. And he always says the thing. Oh, I'm, I'm like, trying to make the show like, more myself, exciting. Dude, I just want to get hit. That's always the first excuse from guys like bam, these. Right in my fucking head. Blood dripping everywhere. Will you want some of this shit, bitch? Spitting, my blood's hitting his face and shit. It is the morning after. I still have scars. You want to get in on that, Logan? Yeah, there's some you scab action up there. Yeah, yeah. scars. No That's just some scabs. It's like shit, a single dude. scar. Like, competing. Yeah, it's just a couple spots. Girl, dude. <laughs> 30 hours I was in the house. It felt like fucking weeks. I'm getting the fuck out this house, man. I don't want to be here. Packed my bags up and left. Did my stupid interview. You know, Daisy's trying to get me to stay. And I was like, you know what? Fuck you, Daisy. <laughs> fuck, fuck this shit. <laughs> fuck this big mansion. I'm getting a fuck out of here. And I don't give a fuck about anybody because I'm so fucking stressed out. Scarred up. This is the morning after. Didn't shower. Didn't do anything. Waiting for my fucking flight home. And that's about it, Logan. It's about shit, man, it. Now what? Oh, oh, this is funny. Hotel, dude. I mean, got any ideas? Wait a minute, dude. We're in the hotel room on VH1's tab. Oh, uh, yeah! Party, bitch! Woo! These fucking jackass ripoffs. <laughs> oh, yeah, they be, they're flipping and breaking shit. Good call on that Limp Biscuit, though. Yeah, right? We play crazy.com. <laughs> so yeah, just another freaking budget stunt show for freaking like stick. So yeah, what do you think of that? Oh, I remember I was cracking up. And, and the thing is, is like he was telling the truth. But man, I tell you what, 
if he listen, not to sound like you know, cringy SJW, but if he really dropped the hard R N word against that guy, I'm like, bro, that's f that's fucked. Don't do that. Yeah, it's kind of fucked. He doesn't come off kind of cool. If anything, he just reaffirms. He sounds his like a fucking douche. Like on the show, he looked kind of quirky, but there was like I don't know, there was like something something kind of not cute, but there was like something fun about him. But ever since the rap and then seeing that, I'm like, bro, you sound like a fucking chore to be around. You look like you do some drugs. You like to party, and you'd be a huge pain in the ass. Yeah, or you try. Maybe to he would have made the show a little more interesting if he stuck around. But Who knows? He did not. But he did not. Well, people, it's time to wrap up the show. Any last thoughts, or? Um, let me think. Oh, uh, next week, uh, I'll have better Attack on Titan notes, or at least I'll have better, I'll have I'll have better on, bullet points. I'll have notes on Attack on Titan. Uh, we'll be back with Daisy of Love episode three. And, and are we, and are we going to listen to Ice Earth? Yeah. So, and we'll be listening to the first Ice Earth album. Pack show, you guys. Other than that, have a good one. Adios. Who's that?